Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. 2023 was the year of Scandaval. On March 3rd, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandaval. One retrospective story told in three salacious parts. Listen December 26th on the Ringer Reality Feed. It's the Full Go, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every, that's right, every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. <laughs> he is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Welcome on into an emergency podcast, episode 338 of The Full Goal Podcast with Jason Goff, presented to you by FanDuel, and of course, brought to you by The Ringer and Spotify is the gang. What's happening, y'all? We do this probably, you know, every uh, every probably other month or so, two months or so, when we get some breaking news. And the breaking news that occurred today as Bears fans sat by their tweets and their social media waiting for the news to drop. And by the way, I want to start this off. Before I even get to the Bears, before I even get to uh, Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, Justin Fields, the whole rigmarole, everything that we've been talking about for the last, I don't know, few years, <laughs> um, I promise this pod uh, not to call anyone a bitch or a fat piece of shit. I, I will make sure that I refrain from doing that, even when it's necessary. Huh? You know, it's a little, hey, hey, cat then turned up the entire culture. And you, you, you got veteran, respected, uh, 
talkers and, and, and figures in our industry out here calling people names that you ne I never thought I would hear those words come out of certain people's mouths, but I'm here for it. You know, as long as somebody else doing it and get in trouble for it, you know, Lord knows I didn't got in trouble enough for it, but man, it's, it's, it's cold outside. Y'all, y'all better be careful. And people are watching, people are keeping receipts and people are coming back with their returns in hand. So, uh, you know, like, like we say, y'all, at the end of every one of these pods, remember to stay sucker free, because if not, it's going to come back to bite you. That man had the ether beat playing in behind him, boy. He had the he had the he had the spirit of Tupac hit him up going on. Boy, that was that was ice cubes. No Vaseline and saying Drake stay scheming and, you know, every diss track all in one for that man that uh, will not be mentioned or named on this pod. I know, of course, it's a little pod, so you ain't got to worry about it. You know, he ain't bigging him up. But man, whoo, whoo, and everything, just like Cat Williams, everything that was said, you talk to people in the industry and they all concur about what was said. So y'all y'all can take it easy out there. I will not be referring to anybody as a uh, a bitch or a fat piece of well who knows who knows who knows <laughs> we only we only got a shorty tonight so who knows you know let let the, let the cards fall where they may all right so luke getsy is no longer the offensive coordinator for the chicago bears and people were setting off flares in the city of chicago you know i got a couple of text messages hey man we hey it's, it's, it's feeling like 91 through 98 again you, you want to go loot you trying to go celebrate what's happening no, I didn't get any text saying that. I was just messing with y'all before everybody do the whole what about Chicago thing on me. Um, I got to say this, and I know some of y'all going to be like, how much more do you want? I want all of it. Half-measured Harrys are at it again, boy. Luke Getze being fired and Matt Eberflus continuing to have a job as the head coach of the Chicago Bears is curious in, in a number of ways for me. One. You know, who, who's involved with the hiring? You know, if it's if it's Ryan Poles and trust me, Ryan Poles said it was strictly his call to bring Matt Eberflus back. Now, of course, George McCaskey and Kevin Warren were in a room, but it was left up to Ryan Poles. So Ryan Poles made it a point in this press conference that that was had uh, on on this very day, January 10th on a Wednesday. Uh, he he made it a point to make sure that everybody out there, like myself and everybody else who has been questioning whether or not he had full space command of this thing, uh, yeah, he said, hey, it's my job. It's my call. And those words came out of his mouth. It's my call. So with that being said, okay, so it's your call. So now we can talk about what your talent evaluation skills are truly like when you see a coach who's blown three games that were the, the probability, I believe, on the least likely game that they should have won was, I believe, 87-6, if I'm not mistaken, in the Minnesota game. But you're talking about Denver, you're talking about Minnesota, you're talking about Detroit. Um, there, were, there were so many times that if the Bears had themselves a head coach who maybe had the, the previous experience, maybe had the, 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 the pulse of what's going on on the field, I mean, hell, how many times do we talk about the first six or seven games of the season where DJ Moore wasn't on the field in key moments? They acquired Montez Sweat, and there were key moments where, 
you know, because he had to become the defensive coordinator because, you know, one of his hires, Alan Weems, was no longer allowed to be let in the building or around House Hall because he was let go. And another coach was fired as well with some murky um, circumstances surrounding him. H- how long did we and have had we talked about the best players not being on the field in winning time moments, that's a head coach's job. If I don't see number two running out there, if I don't see number 98 running out there, when I know I need a first down, when I know I'm on third down, I got to get my ass off the field. That's on the head coach. And mind you, Matt Eberflus seems like a swell dude from everything I hear. The players love him from everything I hear. Anybody who's played for him has loved him, but, this is level setting time, right? And I talked about it in the last pod with Alex Brown about knowing that you're the pretty girl. You know, there are certain, and this is an old trope and I might get in trouble for it, but this is a conversation I used to have with older men back in the day where you could tell if somebody had been pretty all their life because you're used to accepting compliments, you're used to people, you know, treating you as such and you keep it moving. And then you could tell the new pretty who kind of strutted a little bit and, <laughs> you know, just started getting these compliments in the last couple of years and didn't really know how to handle everything and all the attention that was being thrown your way. The Bears made a new pretty decision by keeping Matt Eberflus. Well, this is good enough. No, no, no. The standards don't need to be any higher. I'm pretty now. This is a pretty job. This is a pretty organization. You got all the the cachet in the world for the final six or seven games that you played and actually showed the national audience that, hey, this defense is coming together. Hey, look at DJ Moore. They got themselves number one wide receiver. Look at the number 10 pick overall, the right tackle. And Darnell Wright playing his ass off, maybe hurt, right? Cole Komet, the blue chip prospect that we all laughed about. Well, not all laughed about, but when it was said it was like wait a minute blue chip like we we talking when you say blue chip to me you're talking about top six top seven tight ends in the game well Cole Komet you know if he ain't top six top seven he's in that top 12 top 13 right so certain things that come of age and come to fruition where you can you can strut and move like that but not enough and the level setting part to me is the part that you get a few chances in a tenure of an organization or a regime, right? In this Ryan Poles regime that started a couple of years ago, you get a few chances to level set and say, this is the new standard. You you, you dug yourself out of a hole with a roster that you couldn't do anything with for a year. You turn that thing over as fast as you could. Next thing you know, you got a bunch of first and second year players getting their ass whooped up and down the field last year. This year, you add more players and more pieces. Tremaine Edmonds becomes a bear. TJ Edwards becomes a bear. You draft Tyreek Stevenson, right? Jalen Johnson plays plays out of his mind. Now you're going to have to pay him. You trade for Montez Sweat. Javon Dexter Sr. comes along because of the addition of Montez Sweat. All of a sudden, Justin Jones is out here making plays because of Montez Sweat being next to him. Demarcus Walker, who was absent, was on a milk cart in the first half of the season, starts making plays down the stretch, right? These are the things that happen where you could say, guess what, guys? It's happening now I can level set this thing. Now I can say that this is the new standard going forward. Hey, Matt Eberflus, thank you so much. We appreciate you. But guess what? You're still the dude who was overseeing the defense when Allen Williams was the guy and had to be let go for some curious circumstances, whatever the case may be, a story that still hasn't really come out yet, whatever the, whatever is going on with that. Then you look at Luke Getze, who 
was screen happy for a good chunk of the season, right? Didn't play at the sticks or beyond the sticks for another half of the season, right? And all these things were happening under Matt Eberflus's watch. What's to say, and especially with a defensive head coach, like there's so many things going into this, going into this. Matt Nagy had Justin Fields and Matt Nagy was on the way out. What's to stop any offensive coordinator who gets this new job from saying, hey, man, I'm the most powerful dude on the team now. I'm the most powerful dude on the So now what you have to do to ensure that Matt Eberflus has the security is, that's right, you got to extend Matt Eberflus just so that he can reign supreme over not only your coaching staff, but also a team that is looking at him like, oh, shit, they was about to move off of him, you know? And please believe the players know, players talk, players understand who has the say-so, who has um, all the respect in the room. And I'm not just talking about respect from a football standpoint, but from a security standpoint. I've seen it in the NBA too many times when coaches get, you know, get up down by players who know they're going to be here for three years and know you a lame duck. So to ensure that your coach can still move throughout a locker room of 53 dudes that are fighting for their lives out there, what you going to do now? You going to hire an offensive coordinator? Because if I'm at Eberflus and y'all talking like this, the last seven, eight games of the season that I wasn't supposed to have my job, I'm going I'm to walk right into Ryan Post's office after this press and say, hey, so, so when, when, when am I getting re-upped? Because your damn show ain't going to get nobody to be offensive coordinator thinking that the, the, the head coach is going to be a lame duck here in, in a season or so. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25 and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. And then flip the script. You're not going to get an offensive coordinator coming in here thinking that he going to run me out of here. Because please believe, if you draft Caleb Williams, right? And we haven't even got to the point of what Luke Getze being let go truly means. I saw half the fan base and half the population say, well, you know, you, <laughs> you can't go four, three or four offensive coordinators in the first four years for this dude, Justin Fields. That means you're going to have to move off of him. Then I saw, oh, well, he's so smart. He can learn. He, he, he can adapt to any system. Everybody's saying everything. Meanwhile, the Bears with their half measure are sitting here looking a little less pretty than they should. This should be the second most attractive job in the NFL right now. It should be. The Chargers, because of where it's at, and the quarterback in Justin Herbert probably is the most attractive job. That's why the Jim Harbaugh talk has happened. And by the way, you know, shout out to the press corps 
You know, the Mark Potash, Courtney Cronin, Herb Howard, Jason Leisure, every Dan Weederer, everybody out there doing their thing. Patrick Finley, Chris Emma, everybody out there doing their thing, asking the questions. Mark Grody, everybody out there asking the questions that needed to be asked. That was what you should do as a press corps. Everybody's trying to get their own soundbite and make sure they're heard, but they were picking up on some of the things that Ryan Poles was putting down from the question previous. And in any good conversation, when you're listening to listen instead of to respond, you get better conversation, better dialogue, better answers. So if you're interviewing somebody for this offensive coordinator position, what's to say yeah, I come in there as an OC, like, all right, well, if I light this shit up with the next quarterback, um, is there a chance I can get kicked up? Because it seems like the dude you got now is, is a dude that y'all are a little bit iffy on. So he has to plant his flag squarely in the camp of Matt Eberflus when nobody in the city trusts that. And I know he shouldn't go by what the fans say, but don't go by what the fans say. Go by what the results say. That team was 7-10 and 10 this year and blew three games. There's not that big a jump that you need to take to be an NFL playoff team. I keep telling y'all, the product is not that good. The difference between average and good, the margin is not that vast. So to have a coach who's shown you that he's got some issues with either picking the talent or overseeing the talent, I'm talking about the coaching talent. What's to say that those issues won't rear their ugly head when it's really time to win, when it's the end of the Montez Sweat deal, when it should be the end of the rookie window with whatever quarterback that you draft, or when it's really, really time to pay Justin Fields if you're going to just extend the, qualify, extend the offer or try to franchise him, like whatever the case may be. So there's so many things that just let, got left open-ended instead of a clean sweep. I, listen, I'm happy that the defense played better. But the defense played better because you got a pass rush. Let's be real. Defense played better because you put a monster on the left side of the line and said, hey, go hunt. The dude led both teams that he played on this year in sacks. It's first time ever in NFL history. Montez Sweat had, what, six and a half with the Commanders, six with the Bears. He led both teams full of high round picks. <laughs> Both teams full of high round picks on their defensive lines. He led both of them in sacks. You going to tell me that was Matt Eberflus? I'm sure he has something to do with technique. I'm sure he calls a different game than Alan Weaver. Hell, we saw him turn up. You, you remember how much Matt Eberflus was blitzing before Montez Sweat got here? That didn't look like the 4-3. It looked like, you know, it looked like he was sending people. <laughs> the 4-3 cover two defense that I'm used to seeing, you rush four, you drop them seven back, and hey, if you're going to pat that ball and try to dink and dunk your way down the field, at some point we're supposed to take it away from you. That's what I learned from the dudes that, that played under the Lovey Smith system and not just A.B. who joins us on Tuesdays here on the full go. So it should be and is a very attractive job. So for Ryan Poles to come out the day, um, the, uh, a couple of days after the season ends and say, these are the reasons why Matt Eberflew should be the coach going forward. I mean, we don't believe you. We need more people, man. We watch this season. And if a new standard is able to be set, you say, thank you for your time. Matt Eberflew is not going to go without a gig. He's going to catch on somewhere and be somebody's defensive coordinator. But what are the Bears left with? A defensive head coach who now has to rely upon 
Ryan Poles <laughs> to go scout and find an offensive coordinator who's willing to come here with maybe the number one pick at quarterback or maybe Justin Fields, right? Like, and then the question about who and how you're going to interview. And I think, I, I, I forget who it was posed by. Or what, I forget if it was Jason Leisure or if it was Mark Potash, I, and I apologize. But he mentioned that in the interviews, they're going to have conversations with whoever, whomever it is about the four quarterback styles that they can coach and what they would do with each one. And it might have been a slip, but it was so apparent that Courtney Cronin, who was doing a terrific job of listening and a terrific job of reporting and saying, hey, by the way, I just heard you say four quarterbacks. What, what's that about? <laughs> and then Ryan Pohl said, I don't know if I said four. And then we go back and check the tape. He said four quarterbacks. So you're talking about the quarterbacks on this team? Or are you talking about Jaden Daniels? Are you talking about J.J. McCarthy? Are you talking about Drake May? Are you talking about Caleb Williams? Or are you talking about Justin Fields and the top three quarterbacks in this draft? Whatever it is, there are different quarterback styles that you will be asking a potential offensive coordinator about with, one, your coach not having a whole bunch of job security going forward. Two, we all know what quarterbacks have have done in this city. Highly drafted quarterbacks, quarterbacks who are journeymen, quarterbacks who are picked in the middle rounds. We know what they have done. You're coming into a situation, and I won't say it's no win, but man, it, the, the, the ceiling is not very high. So now you're asking me to take over a moribund franchise when it comes to the quarterback position and also answer to a defensive coordinator who a lot of people didn't want to come back. The half measure, more times than not, is worse than not doing anything. And yes, as a Bears fan, I still think they're sitting in a very, very um, productive situation and scenario. But it could be so much easier. And this is the other thing, too, man. Yo, this whole... <laughs> This whole, you know, they have they have families too. Guess what? Guess what business you're in? You're in a results-based business known as the NFL. There is no coach that understands that he or she can be fired at any point in time. That's why you, you negotiate certain things in your contract. That's why these deals are so big. That's why these play callers are making three quarters of a million dollars. Like... Hey, man, as a person who's been fired twice, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. But it's part of the business sometimes. <laughs> I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here running a mom and pop shop. It's about time that we start talking like Super Bowl standards are the only things that are necessary and the only things that will be accepted. And I, I do give Ryan Poles credit for that. Because he backed it up and said, hey, I said championship or bust when I came here. I said Super Bowl when I came here. He wasn't scared to say the word Super Bowl, which I appreciate. But then you can't back that up to me. You can't back that up with, hey, y'all, Matt Eberflus is going to be the head coach because of the way the defense played down the stretch and how we rebounded from a tough situation. The tough situation was caused by the fact that he handpicked some of these dudes who couldn't coach through the rest of the year. Right? Like, I don't get credit for cleaning up a mess that I made or that I may have contributed to. You did what you were supposed to do. 
<laughs> you rebounded because you shouldn't have had a rebound to catch. Yo, I'm a Bears fan through and through, but this whole thing has really, and, and listen, maybe I'm not at the point yet where I blindly trust Ryan Poles and he's made a ton of great moves. Don't get me wrong. He has, he has, but I don't know if any, if nobody else is involved, let's just say this is a Ryan Poles only decision. Why don't you take the swing? Why don't you take the swing? This is your franchise now. You got, you go, you got, you got the big man upstairs and Kevin Warren who's got your back. George McCaskey and and the family, they shit, they hide you. So they must trust you a little bit. You don't have Bill Polian lording over the conversations, hopefully. When you get a chance to take a swing, it's like getting that job that you always wanted. Like Ryan Poles got the job he always wanted, seemingly, as soon as the season was over. You tore down, you you replaced, and now it's time to build. All these guys and these ladies, they get into these positions as architects of these franchises. They want to build. They want to put their stamp on things. There was enough cloud around the hiring of Matt Eberflus that you could say, yo, that ain't my stamp. <laughs> That's not what I do. And maybe that'll be the case. Maybe, may, hell, maybe Ryan Poles is, 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 you know, crazy like a fox and he's getting ready to fire Matt Eberflus after he sees this team win eight games, you know, take a one game improvement next year. But then think about what we're talking about. We're talking about getting another head coach for what, a rookie quarterback? So now Caleb Williams in his second year is going to be two coaches in. Or Jaden Daniels in his second year is going to be two coaches in. Or Justin Fields, who, hell, has had three coaches already with Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus, Matt Nagy. Like, the offensive coordinator conversation, too, I mean, you got to read the room. The commander's job... Ain't that far behind the Bears job if you really take a look at it. They're going to swing for the fences and try to get Caleb Williams back in D.C. The New England job, I think that joint might be DOA. We're going to see Drake May or Jaden Daniels run around Boston and, and, and hear it, and especially you, Jaden Daniels. You, you be careful out there, okay? You, you know, you give us a call if you need us because it, it is Boston. From Boston, you know, it's still Boston. This this whole process is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to talk about. But it was that moment, right? There's that moment where it's like, ah, you can have it all. As a Bears fan, I want the world. The world could have been given to me as a Bears fan by saying, hey, thank you so much, Matt Eberflus, for digging us out of this hole. You've done an admirable job. But it's time now to set the standard. It's time to level set this thing. It's time for us to to take it back to the lab and say, from here on out, the expectations have taken a jump. Matt Eberflus is an average coach at best. At best. I don't care what the defense did down the stretch. You got to score points to win in this league these days. I'm sorry, y'all. 
and you could talk about the weather and all these other things, the common tropes that people want to, you know, fall back on. Listen, man, if you got somebody who could sling that thing, they doing it in bad weather or good weather. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you got an offensive uh, brain <laughs> that that runs a power, like for instance, Sean McVay, the the best kept secret about Sean McVay is the power run game that he that he employs. Kidding me? Sean McVay made his bones at the end of Todd Gurley's career. He was running the ball with Jared Goff. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute. He can't make some of the throws I need him to make. Let's go get Matt Stafford to win the Super Bowl. And look at him right back in the mix with this Rams team that nobody, nobody thought would be here. That's what I'm asking for. Do you have the coach that, that everybody looks at your roster and goes, man, they ain't going to be there. And, and by the end of the season, you say, I'll be goddamn, the Rams are in the damn playoffs. Nobody says that or will say that about Matt Eberflus. You know why? Because we watched him blow three games that shouldn't be blown. And then for Ryan Poles to say, well, you know, we got to know caution as opposed to aggression. Well, this ain't on the job training. (laughs) It's time now. It's time. And these missed opportunities are costly. And also, as a Bears fan, I'm tired of not knowing who's in charge. You know, I'm tired of contracts not lining up. I'm tired of backbiting and shit talking and, and, and all the petty things that go on at Hallis Hall. Like, I'm tired of it. I want to know top down. This person is in, is in charge. This person is going to lead the way. These are the people who fall under those two people. Let's go win some football games. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the kick is good for the win! Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. It's still murky. It's still weird. It's still odd. All you did was admit a mistake to me. A two-year-long mistake. While everybody was running around here talking about what Luke Getze was drawing up. And yeah, man, he had the answers to the pop quiz. But when the test came around, he always failed it to me. Always failed it to me. That's why I was unrelenting. Y'all haven't heard me. If you've heard me in my previous uh, stops in my career, I don't call for people to get fired. I don't. I understand what goes along with that. But when it comes to my favorite team, And when it comes to the football that I've watched consistently as a Bears fan, I know what bad looks like. I know what average looks like. And I know what unacceptable looks like. And if I'm Justin Fields, (laughs) wait a minute. So so y'all believe me now that for the last two years, this thing was dead on arrival. For the last two years, I had a novice play caller going up against some of the best defenses. Like, look at some of the defenses that Justin Fields had to play against these last couple of years. The Clevelands of the world. Brian Flores, man, defenses. The the, the Detroit Lions who put together a, a punch you in the goddamn face over and over and over squad. 
right? The Green Bay Packers who develop and cultivate and nurture talent like very few teams do in the NFL. They know they're not going to get a whole ton of free agents come up to Green Bay, Wisconsin. They got to draft like a small market team with a bunch of tradition and make sure they coach people up. I remember Rashawn Gary getting drafted out of Michigan, all this talk about a motor and all. And next thing you know, two years later, he's out here wrecking games. You going to send me into war with a pop gun at the offensive play caller because he sat next to Aaron Rodgers for two years, a couple of years in a, in a room. It's time to level set this thing. The Bears had a chance to. And then when you take a look at it, how can you continue to make the same mistakes? The whole the Bears quarterbacks don't come pre-bad thing, it, it's, it's a lifestyle now. I saw something when I went into work today at NBC Sports Chicago on the big board. The Football Night Chicago show was on. Shout out to David Hall, who hosted uh, this evening's version. But they had, from 2010 to present day, a list of the offensive coordinators that we have had to watch call plays as Bears fans. And then you wonder why shit stinks. Lou Getze, Bill Lazor, Mark Helfrich, Dowell Loggins. You remember the Dowell Loggins era? Adam Gase, Aaron Cromer, who boohooed his way right on out of job. Mike Tice, who was the offensive line tight ends coach, but got kicked up because he's in the building. Might as well give him the gig. And you remember why he got kicked up? Because Mike Martz, because Mike Martz came into this city, looked at Greg Olson, a potential Hall of Fame tight end, Looked at a first-round pick when tight ends were, were just getting to be the rage again. Looked at a first-round pick and said, you know what? We should trade him because he can't block. He can't set the edge the way that I need to. And I got long, drop-back, five- and seven-step, old-school-ass, Joe Namath, Terry Bradshaw play concepts that I need to draw up because I was a part of the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner, and we had ourselves an extra lineman damn near at the tight end spot. Brought in Brandon Manu Maluni. Remember that? That shit was a failure. Mike March retired after that. I just named you 13 years. 13 years of futility at the offensive play caller position. It's not by chance, y'all. It's not by chance. One of these guys, one of these guys got an opportunity to move up from offensive coordinator to coach. Remember the Adam Gase experience in New York? So again, when you have chances to level set when you have chances to make sure that the standard is the standard that the Pittsburgh Steelers fans and, 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 and organization always say, you take that chance. I think this could have been a home run. I think this could have been an absolute strike for Ryan Poles. And all it ended up being for me was a CNI single because now you're going to have different contract situations not matching up between your offensive coordinator and your, and your head coach, or you're going to have to extend your head coach, who we all know isn't a, like, raise your hand out there in your car, 
on the treadmill, wherever you're listening to this pod, raise your hand if you think Matt Eberflus is a Super Bowl caliber head coach. I'll wait. You know why you don't think that? Because everybody's got a ceiling. And I think we've seen Matt Eberflus' ceiling the last couple of years. He was also the dude who presided over a 14-game losing streak, by the way. Right? So, all I know is, as a Bears fan, I'm just tired. I'm tired, tired, tired of watching an organization that I root for and I care about and I am invested in, time in and time out, make enough of the wrong decision. Matt Eberflus should not be the Bears head coach. And if I see him in the street, I'll say, hey, man, <laughs> love your work, but wish it was somewhere else. I know he's a decent coach, but this isn't time for decent. Especially when you're getting ready to either draft the number one pick quarterback or nurture and develop a dude in Justin Fields who has gone through a hell of a ride of ineptitude surrounding him on the offensive side of the football. When your head coach can't speak to anything that the best player, the most important player on your team has to do, it's problematic. It's problematic. Now we hear that they're talking to Shane Waldron from the Seattle Seahawks. We know what he's done with Geno Smith and that redemption song over the last couple of years. Looking forward to who else they'll bring in, what these other names are. If it's Frank Reich, if it's Ben Johnson. I mean, hell, if I'm Ben Johnson, what the fuck am I coming to, to the Bears for? That's the other thing. The people that you are cutting yourself off from. Why stay in a bad relationship when you got the prettiest girl in the world waiting on you? That's what I don't understand. The Ben Johnsons, the Frank Reichs, the Shane Waldron, like there's so many people here. Why would I, why would I, why would I leave a job that I'm at right now to come there and coach under a guy who hasn't been extended? And frankly, you struggled in picking coaches. I'm just going to be the next one out the door. I just don't get it. The full measure was called for. And the half measure was given to Bears fans. So we'll sit back, relax, and strap it down the way that Hawk Harrelson used to say and find out, like I said, the gangster in Ryan Poles is going to have to come out. And he's pushed himself into a corner where he's going to have to really do some gangster shit with this draft pick. He's going to have to hit. If you got to trade down twice, whatever the case may be, if you like Justin Fields, keep it rolling. He said the same thing still applies that applied to last year's number one pick that he has to be blown away on a personal level and obviously on a scouting tape level. We'll see if Caleb Williams is that guy. And if not, we'll see who the OC who is commissioned to take over Justin Fields or whatever other quarterback they draft in the first round, who that person will be. And if Matt Eberflus can stay out the way long enough to not blow three games in a season where you win seven out of nowhere. This episode is brought to you by Viore. If you're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of active wear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around. I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable workout equipment, you know? Like nothing nuts. Just like a really nice pullover comfortable pants to walk around. 
Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable, you'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounge around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash ringer. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. It's Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you listening to the Full Golf Podcast with my man Jason Golf. It's your boy Dave Jeff. Holla at y'all. Much love. All right, that's all the time we have for episode 338 of the Full Gold Podcast, an emergency, emergency, emergency pod. No doubt about it. Thank you so much to Kyle Williams for staying up and uh, hanging out with us after Bulls Rockets, uh, another entertaining game uh, that shouldn't have been as entertaining as it was. And if DeMar DeRozan just passed a goddamn ball every once in a while, these things would be a lot less stressful. You feel me? I'm not like KG. I didn't go on a seven-day water fast. My blood pressure is up and through the roof watching these boys try to fumble their way through these wins these last couple of games. Boy, I love DeMar. I love DeMar as much as anybody loves DeMar. But, man, you got to know when it ain't your night, player. Kobe White is out here ascending. You hear me? Maybe Kobe White could be the Bears' new offensive coordinator, huh? You know, everything he's been touching been turning to gold as of late. Damn near had his best game as a Bull. Zach Levine returns and gets 13 rebounds. Meanwhile, DeMar's, hey, I can pump fake this six foot ten play out of his shoes, hopefully, and get a shot off. What you doing, D? What you doing, man? That was that was a tough look, but the Bulls get the win. We will talk to y'all coming up here on Thursday. We're going to go back-to-back-to-back pods on your head because we got the Ring of Honor night and all the other things that we need to talk about. The Warriors are going to be in town on Friday. Draymond promises he's going to stop kicking people in the nuts and, 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 and sucker-punching people because it's all too tough on him and there's too much going on, all that other shit. We're going to talk about all that. So uh, for Kyle Williams... And the rest of the crew, I am Jason Goff. Thank you so much for downloading this thing, following us on the socials, sharing it with your family and friends, and of course, rating and reviewing us, giving us the five stars that you know it needs. If not, we will see you in the streets. I kept my promise, y'all. I kept my promise. I did not call anybody a fat piece of shit, nor did I call anybody a bitch. I feel like that was a win on this emergency pod. Y'all be smooth. We leave you with this as always. Take care of each other. Be safe. And remember to stay sucker free. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text N-E-X-T-S-T-E-P, that's next step, to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net 
Net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.